It's just a jump to the left. Keep your hands on your hips. So with that, hi and welcome to After the Hype with me, your host, Brian. Today we have John, Woo! Ryan, yeah. Chewy, hi. and Tom. I'm last. <laughs> Not that... in our hearts. Fair enough. <laughs> well, in mine. Yeah, ouch. Ooh. And then... All right, I'm going. So long. <laughs> <laughs> well, my opinion's the only one that matters. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the first time Chewy's been on for... Yeah, it's true. Yeah. And it's probably going to be another while after this. Just because she hates us. We'll yeah, see. Apparently. Clearly. Ouch. She's looking at her phone right now. Yeah, yeah. Clearly I present today, too. Really. It. Present and accounted for. Yeah. <laughs> really into today's episode. Uh, so welcome to 2016 of After the Hype. We uh, made it. We Yay. made it. We, we survived the holiday break. 216 episodes already. Oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're not, we're not quite that far. Today, to kick off the year, we're going to start with a movie from my favorite franchise. Well, I'm not sure it's my favorite franchise, but I love whatever. A movie just, that just I like. Just be honest with yourself. It is your favorite franchise. It's your favorite movie. It's okay to say. It, well, it is one of my favorite franchises. There we go. It is in the list. It's a fan-tries. Yeah. Fan-tries. <laughs> my favorite fries. My favorite fries. So before we get to that, we will start with a short, where have you been doing? I will go first, and I will keep mine very short and sweet. I bought myself an Xbox One I'm for sorry. Christmas. Uh, <laughs> you know, the thing is, I would, if it wasn't for the fact that it has so many like exclusives that I want to play, I would agree with you, I'm sorry, because as I've said to John many times, because he's one of the people who helped me con- convince me to buy one of these things, the user interface is utter dog shit. And now I realized, because I was like, well, at least I have that better user interface that I keep reading about is on the way. And then I found out, no, I'm using the better interface. Whoops. <laughs> well, shit. Yeah. Fuck you, Xbox. So this is garbage. But when I get past the interface, then I'm enjoying it because I can play the games that I want to play. So once, you, play once you start playing the game, you're enjoying playing the games. Yeah. So once I actually get to the game part of it, I do not regret my purchase that's okay, at then. all. And that, that's really what matters. Because I don't have cable, so I can't like put my TV through it. I didn't buy a Kinect because I don't want it. Um, anyhow, so I bought uh, Master Chief Collection, Halo 5, uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider, uh, and Rare Replay. And I've played, I haven't played Halo 5 or Tomb Raider yet, but I played a little bit of everything else. And so far, it plays kind of like a 360, but with shinier graphics and a little bit faster. And I like it. I don't think it was a bad purchase at all. But time will tell because I, one of the main reasons I bought it was for Scalebound, which got pushed back to 2017. Those dirty motherfuckers. So excited! For so you could have waited till next Christmas. I guess, yeah, because yeah. I was really excited one, for that game. One really nice, excited. One nice thing is that they they are paying attention to user feedback and all that because it's been actively changing since day one. So you know what hasn't been PS4 because they knocked it out of the park. Mm. Go PS4! You know, I'm relieved because the best thing about you buying it now and not next Christmas is I don't have another year of you going, I think I want a PS or a an Xbox, Xbox One. Yeah, well, now you <laughs> have Can a whole... I buy an Xbox One, honey? Are you going to be mad if I buy an Xbox One? Well, now you have a whole year of 
I think I want PlayStation VR. I can be mad if I buy PlayStation <laughs> VR. I think I might buy PlayStation the cycle, VR. The cycle's never going to end. Because <laughs> yeah. after you get PlayStation VR, it's like, ooh, Oculus dropped in price. Are you going to be mad if I get yeah. Oculus? I'm going to buy a PC. Are you going to be mad if I buy a PC? I think I'm going to buy a PC. <laughs> I think I want to get it. I have to build it from scratch. <laughs> yeah. You've been telling me that you're going to buy a PC for the past three years. And then I bought an Xbox One. So <laughs> it was cheaper. <laughs> I love how yeah. the Wii U is not even in the conversation. No, no. I'm not going to oh, buy no, a Oh, no, that happened once, and I flat out said no. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's the only Iron there are a few games I'd like to play, but, uh-huh. but I think that's a great segue into John's Where Have You Been Doing? Oh, cool. Yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> but no, I got a Wii U for the holidays, and I've been playing Mario Maker. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it turns out Chewie's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently, John's the fuck who plays Wii U. <laughs> yeah. Who the me plays <laughs> Wii U, right? <laughs> Um, but yeah, so Mario Maker and Splatoon are the games I've been playing a lot of, and uh, they're really fun. It's hitting the nostalgia buttons, the Mario Maker, like really hard. Now, do they have games that, or do they have levels pre-built that you can play, or is it only like you're building your own and then playing through? They have some guides, like things to kind of spark your ideas, but then everything else is uh, user-made. Yeah, I'll never play this game. <laughs> that just confirms it. Like the, the idea, of, like it's kind of like when I want a deli sandwich. It's like. I love sandwiches when my wife or someone makes them for me. <laughs> right. I make them for myself. I'm like, this sucks. I hate this sandwich. And yep. it's very frustrating. <laughs> You're like, honey, we want to save money. Make yourself a sandwich. No. <laughs> but I, I, I learned that I make levels difficult. Like, I learned a fundamental thing about myself that I need to mm. scale back that difficulty a little bit. Now, are, you making them, are you making them difficult by accident? Like, you're just not used to the controls yet or used to making, like, a really in-tune level? Or are you making difficult because you want to fuck yourself over? Not so much that. It's more like, this seems reasonable, but then you... Because before you can upload a game, uh, level for anyone to play, you have to beat it. Like, they force oh, you to beat the Oh, that's a cool... Like, you have, you have to be able to beat your level to upload it for other people to play. So then I get through it, I'm like, why did I make this? It's little things. It's more, it's more nuanced, like little level things. I put Koopa as a boss fight. Well, he takes like 400 fireballs to knock him out. And if I'm you know, putting other Goombas in the stage with me, not going to work very well. Right, right. So I need to take those Goombas out. So it's more like learning a lot about game design, actually, hmm. from this. But yeah, it was fun. Cool. Next. Not fun. Uh, I saw The Revenant. <laughs> I'm going to that tonight. Oh, oh it's tonight. so good. Yeah. But yeah, it's painful. It's like, I actually went into it and not knowing anything about it, so I didn't know who directed it. And I, I oh. started, and I'm like, oh, this feels like a lot like Birdman. And then there's like some jazz <laughs> drum cues. I'm like, oh, man, they really took some ideas from Birdman for this one. And then, oh, it Wait. was directed by the same guy. It was directed Birdman. by Birdman. There's jazz in a Pioneer movie? Oh, I mean, it's not it's in the same way that there's a musical score for anything. There's like some drumming that was reminiscent of okay. the drum beats. I'd be like, uh, if there's a Birdman. saxophone in there, that is out of place. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> that happens a little bit. He has to uh, carve one out of stone at some point, and he plays the saxophone to a bear. It's really cool. No, I'm it, so excited for the this bear movie. just snaps. <laughs> the bear when snaps. When that doesn't claws. happen, this movie, I'm gonna be so disappointed. If you what replace if the bears uh, playing the saxophone. Ah. <laughs> oh. They all right. Oscar. That's our new for the lo- sequel. <laughs> that's, our, that's our new logo. A bear playing the saxophone. Um, Who's the artist here? Oh crap, it's me. So it felt a lot like if you took Birdman, you replaced Kevin Costner with Leonardo DiCaprio, and you replaced uh, Edward Norton with the entire wilderness. Kevin Costner. There's Kevin Costner's not in Birdman. Oh, uh, what's his name? Batman. 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 Michael Keaton. There you they go. They both got a K in there, and it's, <laughs> they both had long hair at some point. Uh, so it was a really good movie, though. I, I look for it. I really want to see it. I'm sure we'll talk We're about it at some point on the podcast. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll go. I uh, started watching iZombie 
uh, CW show, Rob Thomas. It's basically like uh, Veronic Mars and Pushing Daisies had a baby, and it got zombified. I enjoy so, it. It's fun. I keep telling Brian to watch it. I don't know why I don't. It has a power, is, if it has a Power Ranger in it, I'll watch it. And this Who one is has a Power a, Ranger? Who's the the main girl? Rose. Yeah. Oh, no. she's a yellow Power Ranger. She's a yellow Ranger from RPM. The, uh, wow. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I dig the show. It's fun. It's got a good uh, d- dynamic to it. The red RPM Ranger is in uh, Jessica Jones, yeah. mm, which I, I just finished that too. No. Yeah. Wait, wait. Which one? Which one? Uh, the uh, the junkie guy. The druggy oh, guy. Yeah. He's the red oh. RPM Ranger. So but, RPM well. turned out some good actors apparently. Yeah. All right. Cool. I suppose it's my turn. I love RPM. Um, <clears throat> my favorite Power Rangers. Go ahead. Where have I been doing? Where? Well, um... You saw so many movies. You can definitely pick one. It's of true. There's Eeny, one. Meeny, miny, uh, moe. There's, there's, there's a big one. Yep. I'm not going to talk about Star Wars right now. <laughs> you already did. Oh, we tricked you into it. <laughs> You're locked uh, in. All right, I'm ready. writing it in the notes. You said you talked about Star Wars. Here we go. We will have very lengthy discussion about Star Wars in the future, I'm certain. Uh, but right now, I'll talk about The Big Short. Ah. Uh, we saw that while we were in Chicago, and it was a movie that I've gotten very mixed reviews from friends on. Some people love it, some people hate it. I'm on the love it side, uh, just because I'm a fan of when movies break the fourth wall and they do it in a good way, and I think The Big Short did a fantastic job with it. Some, some of the structure of the story was kind of a little off, and... They could go through the subject matter really quickly, but there's no good way to talk about the stock market and mortgage rates and da-da-da-da-da without being a little confusing. And they did it the best way I think they possibly could. And I felt terrible by the end of the movie because, well, 2008 wasn't fun for anybody. <laughs> no, and it's been a... If you've been paying attention to the the guy that Christian Bale plays in it, he's been doing a lot of interviews because his character got so popular in the movie. Yeah. But he says, like, yeah, the entire world is basically two years away from doing that again. Hmm. Really? Oh yeah. He's like, yeah. He's we like, did the exact same thing. He's like, oh, yeah. They just put different names on it, and did the whole thing over again. So it's really, be prepared for another recession. It is coming. People are stupid. Yeah. Don't buy a house if you can't afford well, it. Well, smart people or rich people are smart. Yeah. Dumb people are stupid. <laughs> dumb people are stupid. Rich Poor people, people are, are smart. Dumb and stupid. Dumb people and, are and stupid. things are things. <laughs> I really it. don't think you could be a politician, Ryan. <laughs> hey, if Donald Trump can do it. I was going to say, if Trump can do it, anyone can. Just say horrible things yeah. that people will vote for. Dumb people, they're a bunch of idiots. Vote for me. <laughs> you got my vote. I'll and, vote for you. And then all the dumb people vote for you. Yeah. <laughs> dumb people are idiots. Thank God I'm not one of them. I'm going to vote for Ryan. <laughs> I'm not dumb. I'll vote for, yeah. But yeah. I, I are not dumb. What are I you think talking? the Big Short was a good SMRT. movie, and I look forward to maybe breaking that down on a future podcast. Oh, we definitely because it's such a divisive movie that for some reason has massive critical acclaim, and for some reason people are going, "It was horrible," because it wasn't horrible. People are wrong. It is not horrible. It's not horrible. It's just it's not, different. It is a very different way to tell wrong. a story, yeah. especially a story like that. Mm. Again, whether or not you like the fourth wall being broken by multiple characters, and for weird things, the not fourth even, wall is keeping us keeping us down. Yeah, <laughs> we need to break free. Yeah. That's what Deadpool's for. <laughs> Uh, so with that, everyone's gone. Yes. So today's movie, which I don't think we actually mentioned earlier when I said it's great, it's great, it's great. Everyone disagrees with me, but it's great. Um, is Terminator Genesis? Yay! Yay! Woo! This movie came out earlier this year and did a big old belly flop in the box office. Uh, it cost 155 million, made a whopping 89. Ooh. Way to go, guys! <laughs> Yikes! I didn't know that it lost money. It didn't. Worldwide, when, oh, it hit, when it hit the China market, it exploded. So oh, yeah. They love oh, action thank movies. thank you, China. And they love Terminator. 
love Terminator. <laughs> um, that's the only reason why they keep making these fucking things, because Chinese love Terminator. Why do the Asylum needs to listen to this and jump on the Terminator game? They yeah, can sell no millions kidding. of copies of their movies. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then, uh, so they can just World spell the title right and, and they don't have to worry about <laughs> ah, Amazing. Yeah. I'm, I, I can defend that. Um, I can defend everything in this movie. I'm sure you can. Because uh, you're, so, you're a replicant. <laughs> and Sega has the copyright, so. Uh, so Worldwide it ended up making uh, $440 million. The review for today comes from Metacritic. Uh, I'm just going with the first one out of the positive side. Because I know I usually go with the ones that disagree with us. But I'm going with the one that disagrees with, I think, the room this time and not just me. Okay. Um, so, so I went fully positive. Um, well, not fully. He did 8 out of 10. And this comes from Zen, which is S-Z-E-N. Sounded like it. Yep. Uh, it is certainly not a classic, but it is a welcome return to form from both Arnold and the script. Its twists and turns are enough to hold you on the edge of your seat. 8 out of 10. Okay. Man, is, is that not review. The, the review of at least five movies that came out last year? I would say almost every movie from we, this past summer. We should have, <laughs> we should have, we should have like actually played it. guess the movie we're reviewing based oh off the God. review. If I could have done it's that. so vague. <laughs> I feel like that, that would be just copy and paste yeah, that into all been. the different movies. <laughs> it did. That Jurassic Park. Ant, yeah, Jurassic World. Star Wars. Ant-Man. Ant-Man. Paste. Yeah, it really would work that out. That guy did not try. No, he just wanted, well, he was first. I give that review a 7 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't add anything new to the review details. game, but was the review that we expected? Yeah, <laughs> it worked. Um, uh, let me pull. All right, so breakdown, breakdown, breakdown. Breakdown! That's my new breakdown song. Uh, breakdown today comes from Tom. Okay, sure. Uh, Tom gets 30 seconds to break this down, and I'm sure he's going to do a great job. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready to go? Yeah, sure. All right, and go. All right, so the Resistance uh, finally wins, but oh no, they don't. Um, Kyle Reese gets sent back to the past, and everything's changed, and uh, they got to figure out where things are going now in the future. Um, Skynet is now Genesis, and it's coming online in 2017, and he has to convince everyone to time travel to the future now. And they do, and they stop it eventually, and people are happy. But then um, the Doctor is still there as a silhouette, and evil, ominous sequels are coming. And well, that, yeah. that that worked. Yeah, the Doctor. Can, can I? I just want to say Smith. one thing about yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one thing about that uh, review is something I noticed because I I think Chewie mentioned it. I kind of too broke up my viewing of this. I watched half of it last night and I finished it this morning. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, when I started it. Exactly an hour in this morning. It was exactly the moment where they were finally time traveling from the 90s to 2016. And that's exactly where you picked up your overview of the film, 2017. Yeah. And uh, the, the second half of the movie was enough of a movie for me. Yeah. I There's a lot of movie that. in this That's movie. my big argument about this thing. It could have done without, like, from minute 20 to minute 50. Just cut the whole thing out. Where they're time traveling and just recreating the scenes from the old Terminator movies. Well, okay, well, you know, that's actually not a bad place to start with this thing. There's so let's actually. There's things in that I liked. No, because yeah. So here, too. here's the thing: as as much as I really, really enjoy this movie, I'm not a fool. I know that <coughs> it could have been better, but I think for what it was, I think Alan Taylor did a really good job. I think working with Cameron on it and not just going, "Hey, will you approve this?" but actually asking for his input was a smart idea. Mm -hmm. Something that they could have learned in three or four, <coughs> and they just fucking didn't do it, and that's why McGee lost the franchise. Yeah. Um, but I, I think trying to – we're in a really weird time right now for movies in general where they all want to 
pay homage to the originals. We just watch the entire. You could do a, you could do a whole podcast on just our our these movies being a mirror of how we're just having a problem letting go and moving on. Yeah. Oh yeah. And like because I mean we have an, uh, an episode coming up soon in our our one of our new sort of things that's all be about Jurassic World and Jurassic Park. We'll get into that I think mm-hmm. a little bit there. But this one, this one I think. It really, it felt almost like studio notes where, like, make it more like Terminator. Make it more like Terminator 2. Make it more like this. And then about halfway through, like, all right, now you can be your own movie. And then suddenly it was a really good movie. But I agree with Ryan. I think if they'd actually just done the first half as 20 minutes. Yeah. I would have enjoyed it a lot more. Because I didn't need another T-1000. I think that what I'm trying to get at here that we need to talk about is the pacing of the movie. Basically, the pacing the editing of the movie, I think, is its worst, like, its biggest offender. Yeah. Yeah. It has. It angered. It, yeah. it angered me. I was, like, I was like, okay. It like it had a three act structure, but it was. It's more struct- like a four act structure. Yeah, I said yeah, a was, nine act structure. Its it was structure three movies. was all based on what time period they were in, and yeah. it didn't flow that well. Yeah, I mean, it was really, it really felt because like, I know Alan Taylor comes from TV. He did a lot of Game of Thrones. He's a yeah. he's a talented director. He knows his shit. But it really because it felt like the the way way future had like kind of a little three act thing, and then the eighties. <laughs> past had like a three act thing and then the two, 2017 it had did, a three act thing it mm-hmm. did feel like a, a couple of tv episodes yeah strung together yeah, it, it felt a movie. like it felt like three seasons of a tv show slammed into one two-hour movie and i don't necessarily think that's the wrong way to make this movie i just think that the heart of the movie and the the whole point of the movie takes place in 2017 so and i'm fine with all of act one being in the future but the whole act two being split between 1980s or 70s or whatever that took 80s. place. In and, 80s. and the beginning being as long 84. as it is, it really deflates any tense like chase in the end because they they kind of shoot in their wads early with some of these things. Well, I wish they, they do and they don't. Because I mean, the like, but by the time we get to the big reveal, they've already been like chased by some unstoppable creature twice, yeah. right? So it's like... Twice. Uh, the T-1000 and then what else? Wasn't it... That chase through the, the, not the department store, but like the. That's the T one thousand. When he drips the goo into the T yeah, the T. Oh well, he wakes up the T eight hundred, but that's yeah. not like there was one fight and they shoot its head off within like two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. My biggest thing was like I feel like there's ways that they could have made a better film out of that beginning. Like they could have either just done. They should have started at the Stargate instead of having all that stuff before it. That no, too. I liked having the stuff before. I liked, because we never got that movie. And ever since the 80s, we've wanted that movie of seeing the human resistance versus the machine. So mm-hmm. actually seeing it a little bit, I finally appreciate it. Because we were promised that with fucking uh, Christian Bale and yeah. Sam Worthington, and we didn't fucking get it then. Because we got this weird daytime adventure thing, which was <laughs> fucking weird. Yeah. Because especially all the other movies, like, oh yeah, we could only come out at night because it's the only time they couldn't see us. And then the first line in the new was like, oh yeah, we could only go out during the day because at night they can see us. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Switching it up. I have 30 yeah. years of fandom that says you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's too bad that this movie felt like it needed to fix that movie. Yeah. and I, it, That's another thing is a lot of movies are trying to, we need to bring you back. We need to fix yeah. problems. It's like Star Wars did that. Jurassic World did that. X-Men like, did it the X- best. X-Men, X-Men did it. X-Men yeah. just retconned the, the entirety of X-Men 3. <laughs> yeah. And... That's an indictment on, I think, us. But that's a different. That's a whole different discussion. That, yeah, that's a whole. <coughs> our parents who ruined movies in the early two thousands. <laughs> now we have to fix them ten years later. But God, overall, I mean, I think that the I like all. If we're going to count them as like three different movies, I like all three of them on their own. I just kind of mm-hmm. wish that they melded together better. Because mm-hmm. uh, that's why I think I really enjoy the movie. Because the eighty stuff, I really like. I like seeing how. Sarah Connor ended up being that Sarah Connor. Yeah. And I like seeing her interaction with quote unquote pops. Yeah. And I thought all that was really funny. It was charming. I loved the constant gag of 
Kyle Reese is here. You must mate with him. Stop saying mate to me. Yeah. Like, I yeah. think all that's great. And I, I think they did a really good job with it. It's just that I feel like they were so bogged down with trying to make. Like, it felt like Alan Taylor and crew wanted to make that future movie. And it felt like. I, I could be totally dead wrong about this, but it really felt like studio notes. You've got to make this more like the originals. And he's like, well, mm-hmm. fuck it. I'll just remake the original in the first half of the movie and then I'll make mine. And I could be wrong. That could have been their plan all along. But that's kind Alan of how Taylor, if you're listening, it. please let us know. Yeah, yeah. Call yeah. in. Yeah, call in right now. Call in to 1-800-HYPE. <laughs> <laughs> it's not enough numbers. If we I know. had a Shut mystery up. phone that we are somehow not He's, said, he's probably sitting at home right now like, uh, how do I get to him? 1-800-HYPE isn't working. <laughs> not, not enough, enough numbers. <laughs> What's the area code? <laughs> What's the area code for here? Eight one eight eight hundred hype. No, uh, but yeah. So moving on from that, unless somebody else has something they want to say about the editing and pacing, because I mean the yeah. editing itself is and the pacing is, but well, I don't know if this really ties into that or not. But just kind of the way with Star Wars right now, how everyone keeps talking about that and whether or not they like it. One of the biggest things that people keep saying is that it's the best fan fi- film of it ever, or whatever. Like. They're calling it a fan-made film. I heard there was a really good Star Wars fan film made like 10 years ago. Yeah. Well, they're calling Awakens a fan-made film a lot right now, which it is in an, Isn't whatever. every film, but isn't every like seventh part of a movie just a fan mm-hmm. film at that point? Yeah, it should but be. honestly, yeah, it's not a, sequels usually I feel are. like yeah. that actually well, I agree is a good way to talk about this movie as well. I would disagree because this movie. Mm. I mean, I'm not saying it's. I think it's a good place to start. It's yeah. not necessarily the most fair. Judgment but it, on it, it. it works into the way of how, like what you're saying, the way they structure the very beginning, playing so much homage. The beginning is the fan and, film. The second half is the new movie. Yeah, but that's what. Okay. Because Star Wars didn't do that. Star Wars was. I, I mean, they I, still use the original material yeah. in a slightly new way. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And it has that. It's seeping with nostalgia the whole time. They're both doing that. I feel like the second half doesn't. I feel like the second half stands on its own. I just, I really yeah. wish that the second half was the whole movie. I agree with you on that one. I agree with that too. Because once they're in San Francisco and the whole stuff, and I, I love that Skynet has gotten so tired of being taken down in the past so many times. Like, fuck it, I'm changing my name to something stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and they incorporated it into something that we can relate to in this era. Like, oh, everybody's got a phone now, and everybody's got a tablet, and everyone yeah. has a device. And Although oh, now it it's is... Skynet. It was a brilliant way to change the story, Although at least to, to suit the, the audience. If the people who wrote it are like 50, because that's how like they see cell phones now or something. Like, there's kind of a sense of like, we're starting right, to see it that way too, though. You know? Well, no, because I kind of, it's basically, they basically made a world where cloud technology didn't happen. Yeah. And Skynet, or Genesis, is just the cloud. Right, yeah. And I'm kind of fine with that, because they never say cloud-based, or it's just like cloud-based technology. Because as long as you just take the leap that in this version of 2017, they never did cloud, and Skynet is now the cloud, and you go, oh, yeah, because if the cloud went evil on us... We're fucked. Yeah. It, and it was like, Skynet is Apple. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It would have been a better way to do uh, Ultron, too, in, in the yeah. Age of Ultron. Like, it was more intimidating in Genesis than any of those other films to me. And I think that's probably one of the strongest things in the movie is they actually made the villain that if it won its plan, we definitely lose. And Terminator's yeah. always been good about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That they need to stop this or everyone dies. And I, I feel like this one, even, it still matched the weight of it. I still think they did a good job with it. And I think bringing in. Uh, uh, Jason Clark as a villain was fantastic. He's I, the best actor in the movie. I think we say yeah. this at least once per episode, but uh, that was a, another thing that I wish hadn't been given away by the oh trailer. Yeah. The, whoever approved I, that poster and the thing should is, be I fired. I avoided the yeah. trailer I never until watched... I went to a, another movie. Yeah. I, I never... 
I never watched the trailer ever. I completely stayed away from the trailer. I was like, all right, I'm going to go into this movie clean. I was so excited. And they put it on the fucking poster. Wow. <laughs> and I yeah. saw the poster. And I, like, I think Chewie was there. And when I saw it, and I'm looking at the poster, I'm like, so excited for that movie. Why does he look like a robot? What the fuck? Why does he look like a robot? Motherfucker! I yeah. was so yeah. mad. It takes it. Like, I know that the journey is half the battle, but it does deflate so much. It does. Once, you know, is- once you know, like, once you know that he's the, the, the bad guy, it takes out like they they take, go in the movie they go through great pains to yeah. be like wait they've just beat the bad guy what's left what's yeah. something's not right it's like why well, you put a re- giant to, spoiler on a poster and yeah. to, yeah. Yeah. to, yeah. to yeah. be fair Matt to be behind him yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know that's it <laughs> to be fair terminator 2 did the exact same thing yeah. back in the 90s <laughs> yeah. By Arnold, Arnold was the bad guy, guy. Yeah. and now he's the good guy yeah. and i have a feeling somewhere james cameron's going wait what no fuck you it ruins the moment where arnold shows up in shotguns down John Connor too. Oh yeah, like that oh, would have, we would have been so on board with them in that moment. Yep, takes yeah. us right out of it. Yeah, because you and already like, know he's like like I already know he's bad, so he's not on the up and up here. Yeah, and the thing is suspicious. As much as I would have loved having the say bringing back to this one, the Jason <laughs> Clark reveal, I it is annoying, but I still think the movie works well enough to where if you even know that it's going, it's still kind of you have that fun of stop telling him everything. Yeah. And that's kind of like a fun, like I think they do a good enough job with it where although it definitely ruins and spoils the moment, it doesn't ruin the movie by any means. It's yeah. not like it's not like if the trailers for Sixth Sense had said and Bruce Willis a dead man with a boy like <laughs> that right. ruins the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, I, someone needs to edit that. By the way. <laughs> no, it's just it's another one of those things where by revealing it they you know just took one level of something interesting away from but the audience. Yeah. And, and, and movies bit. like these that borrow so heavily from nostalgia and just trying to. Re- recapture that past you kind of need these surprising elements just oh, to give, some, nice. give yeah. us something that doesn't because when we don't really know what we want when we want these things yeah we, so then if we're getting the same thing we're always a little disappointed even though we enjoy it there's always like a yeah i wish i would have known that well, especially i mean with action movies today i mean they're all i mean this is going to be more insulting than i intended to be but they're all a little bit paint by numbers like yeah. we all yeah. kind of know what we're sitting when we sit down for a standard blockbuster action film we kind of know the beats that are coming throughout the entire thing um, so can I move on here? Yes, I was going to say let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I want to talk about uh, one thing that this film got way right versus all the other films that are rehashing old uh, franchises, and that is Arnold Schwarzenegger's involvement. Absolutely. I actually yeah. loved him. Yeah, he was th- so good. This is probably the best job he's done in a movie since T2, and yeah. I know that sounds kind of self-serving. He but didn't <laughs> feel like they, they were able to make him not feel old, old and tired. But they, no, he no, did feel he, old he and tired, and that was the point. But that was like, as part of the, as part of yeah. the actual... No, the character talk. did not feel old and tired, but yeah. like yeah. The, the idea of the T-800 being like, oh, we've seen this guy. They did a good job making him feel fresh and new but and actor, still feel like the, the same actor character. felt like he wanted to be in the movie. Yep. There's yeah. like... Yeah. And he enjoyed it. To call back to like the old Indiana, that newer Indiana Jones movie, that Crystal Skull, the one we don't talk about. He looks <laughs> oh, like we he talk about it. It's yeah. fucking horrible. He didn't, like yeah. Harrison Ford didn't want to be in the movie. It looks no, like no. throughout the, every frame he didn't want to be in. It. It's like I'm tired of this movie. What? And yeah. every why, why do I have to get into the fridge? Can't I just die? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whereas this Arnold's like, I'm sure I do it. The yeah. specific thing that I liked about his character, with his, his delivery, of course, because Arnold can do comedy, and he delivered so many great lines with that bumped up the comedy in this movie, but specifically how they keep talking about how Skynet is evolving and you need to hurry up because it's going to, you know, become huge and stuff and how only Skynet can evolve like this. But seriously, his character, his robot, evolved. Yes, he got old and they're worried about him being obsolete, but his, like, personality and everything about his character throughout these movies evolved in this film. And it's like everything we loved about his evolution from T1 to T2 took another step further in the the best direction for the audience. Oh, yeah, Yeah. because that was the 
biggest misstep in three was three they just they tried to make him like the original terminator again like yeah. that was by making him this one where he had what like 20 years of living with this girl that we didn't have to see yeah mm-hmm. it just made it so he was a little bit more personable right yeah. out of the get-go and that made him a lot like his comedic timing was great you actually bought his relationship with Emil clark yeah Emilia clark and it was and it was actually a good playoff of uh, Judgment Day. Where yeah, imagine yeah. him and John Connor twenty years later. That's this Sarah Connor with him now. Exactly, like, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, because it was that was the relation. Because you oh. can feel they establish it in T two that he can learn. I mean, mm-hmm. if you watch the special edition, they have to flip a chit like a flip a switch, which they didn't do in this one because that was dumb and they cut it out for a good reason. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I like the idea that he is a learning robot. He can constantly learn and evolve. And after 20 years with this girl, his person, like their personalities match. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't just learn how to like act human. He actually became kind of human. Oh, especially her. By the end of it, he was a father figure. Yeah. And like, and I I like that they even had the nickname pops for him. And the best thing about all of this was that Arnold sold it. Yep. And like, because this is something. In the special, I mean, no one will ever argue that Arnold Schwarzenegger is the best actor around. No one's ever making that argument. But mm. the the difference between him and a lot of the other like old muscly like brick actors is that I feel like he really it's like him and Stallone want to be there. They yeah. want to try their damnedest, and I think they they honestly they give it a, their all in every movie they're in. There's the reason. There's a reason why they'll be remembered versus the other ones. For yeah, sure. and they're good. They are they're not, not Nick Cage. Yeah. Like, still, like Stallone could get an Oscar this year, and it would yeah. not surprise me. He was phenomenal in Creed. I don't think Schwarzenegger ever will, but the fact of the matter is, when Schwarzenegger's in a movie, I am a little bit more interested to see it because I know he will actually try. I yeah. know he doesn't always make the best things, but I know that he's always trying to make the best thing. He never really phones it in. Never. Never. I've never, the only time you've ever seen him remotely phone it in was Jingle All the Way. And, and that movie was so him. good. <laughs> I still love that movie. And even then, and even then it's like, Someone's letting Arnold have some fun here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it didn't feel yeah. like phoning it in in like a bad way. It really felt like, I'm just going to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> but if any actor who takes fucking kindergarten cops seriously, you know he loves his job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think for, you know, one thing that could be said about this is everybody was on board of what this was. And everyone was on the same page. Uh, the yep. director, the writer, Arnold, the cast, everybody. They might not have made the best film ever. I really like it, but they tried their damnedest. It's that person at a party who like is really awkward in the beginning, and then cuts like when they get like one booze in them or a couple boozes, they start yeah. to really cut a rug and go at it. Yeah. <laughs> the, the thing that sells that for me like with that. this movie, that really like sells it, is this is one of the films of late that takes time travel seriously. Oh yeah. Like they really like they did their homework, and I think the time travel in this movie works intensely well and they tried to do the exposition and be like alright we need to be a little explainy here but they didn't do it too much like I everything it, I, I understood they got everything. right up to the line of doing it too they much they got up to the line but <laughs> they held they held themselves back they didn't go they raised full the giant acme act, like hammer <laughs> it, but yeah. didn't lay it down yeah. one thing that I'm really sure there's a deleted scene they cut is uh, one thing that works really well for them is that it's the enemy who's developed the time travel and then so the characters that you're on the side of need the explanation as much as yeah. the audience does. Yeah, and that, that you, works. Even yeah. when they're like, well, if this happened, how do we even exist? It's like, well, you are in this ambiguous thing. You you are a enigma in time of you shouldn't exist. Because yeah. right now, uh, Kyle Reese, not Kyle Reese, John Connor, shouldn't have been born because you two didn't bang in the 80s. Right. <laughs> yeah, so it really, it so, does, it totally works in the way of, 
the idea of time travel that there is no going back. You can go back and add to time, but it's different. So you will always move forward. You're, you're the original counterpoint moving forward. Mm-hmm. And that's what this one kind of does without really going into the whole mechanics of it yeah, all. Yeah, it can get really muddy really quickly, but they were able to handle it in a way that it, it made sense. And they didn't have to do the Ryan Johnson... Don't think about it too much. Just Bruce Willis going, no, just just stop thinking about it. <laughs> it's like, I love Looper, but that line is a little like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> like, we can think about it. You can make it make sense. Yeah. And I think they did a good job with it. Yeah. Um, but let's uh, let's go into the actors a little bit. I want to start with the one that was by far the most controversial. And when he was cast in it, I went, no. Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Why is he in this movie? <laughs> uh, poor Jack Horney is... And this is why I say poor Jay Courtney, because as what Ryan was saying earlier, where everyone feels like they gave it their all, uh-huh. and everyone felt like they're in on it, I think this was the hardest he has ever tried in a movie. <laughs> He's just not that good. And, and that the thing is, is that when he is, he's really good. He's just very specific. I think casting he, directors need to take note because this was his all. No, I don't think so. I think <laughs> I think I think good directors need to take note. I think a solid director needs to watch this movie and go, "There's an actor in there somewhere." And I honestly, <laughs> somewhere in there, I think there is a performance that can get pulled out he of that actor. He was outshined. All right, let me what? let me stop you right here and uh, <laughs> say that. Do you remember the first Terminator? Because do you want to talk about Kyle Reese? Nope. Let's talk about Sarah Connor. <laughs> 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 Amelia Clark was amazing. Who gives a shit how yeah. well he did? <laughs> yeah, I mean, every, it's true. Everyone really cares about Sarah Connor. Yeah, I know, but that's him. why I want to talk about Jack Horton before everybody so. forgets about him. Because I honestly feel like he, I feel like he tried, and I can defend him because I've always kind of gone, no, Jack Courtney, and this one actually felt like. I'm not okay, terribly Jack depressed Gordon. that he was in it. I thought he did a fine job, and I thought he played Kylo Reese, and I thought he did a great job of making for an Sarah Connor cooler. Yeah, for an and that's all what his job is. His yeah. job is to make Sarah Connor look cooler. He's the and man he version of a token female character. Yeah. Yes, mm. and I think he and for that, yeah, yeah, I think he and he also, it. yeah, that's all he had to do. Yeah, just okay, show up, be there. So Amelia Clark, mm-hmm. uh, working with her director from Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. uh, I think he should have told her to be a little less Daenerys. <laughs> yeah. Because she definitely had yeah. moments where it really felt like I am the mother of dragons and she did her kind of speechy Daenerys Targaryen stuff. Um, but it was rare. It was few and far between, but it happened every now and then. And I was like, I thought it was cool. Sarah Connor was always like giving information and like yeah. telling him what to do and John, I mean. I don't think that she did a bad job with it. I just no. kind of w- wish that they'd rewritten a few parts because it was a little easier for her to tap into what she's done before. There's kind of a sense of like, oh, I wish they would have spent some time in casting and thinking about the roles. No, because like, I, I think she either, was I think she, so was, I think she was a Who spot else would on do a good job? I, I think mean, she's... I, she's like the strongest female action star now. And yeah. I loved the first time you see her. Yeah. Loved yeah. it. Yeah, when fine. she bursts in, she opens that door and she goes, come with me if you want to live. Oh, yeah. Boom. Yep. <laughs> like, fantastic character entrance. You immediately know, all right, this is Sarah Connor. Definitely. But it's a new Sarah Connor. Yeah. Great yep. way to introduce her. It's like she got uh, the she way took we Kyle saw. Reese's line. She did. She, <laughs> she did. She took Kyle Reese's yeah. line and she made it her line. Yeah, the way that um, we saw her, go, Linda Hamilton, go from Terminator to Terminator Two and like become this super militarized, you know, badass chick. She did. She obviously did that much earlier in life in this version, so it worked out yeah. really well for me. And yeah. maybe the issues that we just never saw 
her grow. Yeah. I didn't, didn't see to. Sarah Connor grow before either. Yeah, you did. You we, saw. We went, you see her do pull, three pull-ups, and she, now you yeah. know she's a badass. Yeah, yeah. At least that's one, not. <laughs> just, we didn't see the. Just in give between. me one pull-up. One yeah, pull-up. Yeah. Goddamn it! No, but like, one pull-up. She pulled that door open. That's <laughs> a heavy door. You're right. <laughs> no, I think she did a great. I really like. I love Amelia Clark. I think that she is going to do big things at some point. Yeah. I just think she needs to be out of Game of Thrones to have that happen. And you obviously cannot get rid of her until that show ends, which is fine because she's good on the show. But I think once that show is over, she will go on to do much bigger and better things. And I think this movie kind of yeah. proves it. But Look. to what you said, they like, hopefully they stop trying to get her to do Daenerys things because yeah. there was a lot of Daenerys overlap on this, and that you, did pull me. Do out. you think that was you the director can, or the actor? I think it was the fact that they've worked together before. Like they yeah. kind of know, like he knows what performances to pull out of her to get like those really good. I'm gonna win a Golden Globe performances, mm-hmm. and that's great for the Golden Globes and for that sort of thing. But it didn't really fit Sarah Connor, and I think yeah. because they'd worked together in that fashion before. I mean, I'm really reading into things here and probably overreaching, but I think that kind of bled onto the set a little bit potentially. Mm-hmm. Once again, contact us to let us know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they, go ahead. I think it also has to do with the tone about the movie about. Because the way she's Daenerys is very talky in Game of Thrones, it's true. This movie was also more talky than other Terminator films, with the like the comedy aspects and everything. They just tried to slip that in there so much, so that they had to have the dialogue to slip that in. Well, that's yeah. kind of the nature of like since they're really changing, like they're evolving the rules. They really have to kind of bring everyone up to speed. So like uh, that's by, by, by not two, what I was referring to. Oh, but like two, you don't really need that much dialogue. But like in two, she's very like hard-edged and we just have to charge forward and do this and this one yeah she was slightly more whimsical yeah well the difference well, two, is they were they two's were, a darker yeah. film that's well, two's yeah, a much darker film. that's what but, i'm yeah. trying to get at like they're just i enjoy doing this. it very well two they're running away like this one they're like charging they're into battle yeah, it's yeah. True. Well, the difference this is, is more of a comedy than the other one so oh, yeah. i just yeah. feel like yeah. she had to be a little more speechy because comedy is talking yeah no that's true unless it's physical comedy um, Which they didn't really. They well, they had, they had a little bit, Arnold a little bit, sure. it's mostly dialogue. But, smashing into a but car the difference is, and you're just talking about like I'm talking about the Sarah Connor character. The difference, in my mind, is we didn't really see what happened to her as a child. Like they kind of allude to it a little bit. You see like a very CGI Terminator One esque Terminator show up, um, and you assume that something blew up, parents died, and then she lived with a robot the rest of her life. Yeah. Um, <clears> so that kind of explains why. She's a little bit more well adjusted, I think. I think like, so too. Because um, in Terminator One, fucking everybody with her name is murdered. Some strange dude from the future shows up who also and impregnates her, her and gets <laughs> murdered. And then she goes to an asylum. So it makes sense that she kind of went way off the rails crazy. Yeah. Whereas this one, she never had to go through all of that really terrible stuff. She kind of had a father figure. She was able to grow up. She was able to live her life. She like so, called him Pops. She wasn't like. So intimidated by the time travel because it happened to her so early, and she yeah. was like, "Oh, it's a good guy." Yeah, this can happen. This is a thing yeah. that that happens in my future. So I think the the difference between the Linda Hamilton and Emilia Clark is it it's noticeable, but I think it's intentional. No, I totally. Yeah, I think everything it, in this movie I feel is intentional. I'm just yeah. yeah. It does it does miss a flaw, like a, a character flaw. Like she is too perfect. I think I don't think so. Because, no, the character flaw is that she is not willing to accept her future. Her angst. She like, still that, has the yeah. angst. And she doesn't really trust she, people. She, she doesn't trust, trust people. Pops. She trusts Pops. Like, the, the flaw is still there. And I think that the fact that she has exactly what needs to happen to save the world laid out for her, and mm-hmm. she, the flaw is that she goes, fuck you, I'm going to do it my own way, which is very Sarah Connor. Because if you think if Linda Hamilton, Sarah Connor, knew, how to, knew everything laid out in front of her from the very beginning of her life, 
would she have done things differently? And I think she would have. And this movie answers that question. Mm-hmm. So how about uh, Jason Clark? That's what I was going to say. Let's yeah. move on to the good old villain. I love Jason Clark. He is one of my favorite actors working today. Really? I uh, haven't seen much he's in, actually. Um, he was in the the new Planet of the Apes movie, mm-hmm. and then he was in Everest. So he had both this and Everest this year, and right. he's phenomenal, I think, in both of them. I really like Jason Clark. I want to mm-hmm. see more of Jason Clark. He's been a character mm-hmm. actor for a while, and right. they tried to give him the show Chicago Code, but it didn't take yeah. off. Yeah, I remember. I want, like, I want him and uh, Oscar character. Isaac and uh, True Detective Season 3. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I think Jason Clark, I, I think uh, he was in, um, was it Zero Dark Thirty? Yep. Uh, he was also in Dark Knight Rises. And yeah. He was in um, that uh, Public Enemies. That's right. Yeah. Yep. So, so he's like a cop. Yeah. He's done like these kind of similar roles for most he's of his also career. Also in The Great Gatsby. So he's right now. He's kind of oh, that. Yeah. Right now he's kind of that guy. But he's he's, break, up, he's, he's breaking, breaking out of that right now. Yeah. I think by doing things like this, like Everest, because Everest is like the first. Everest and uh, was it Rise of the Planet of the Apes? Is that the most recent one? Or was it Dawn? Dawn. Dawn. It was Dot Pata, I think it was. Yeah, okay. So I'm, th- I'm thinking an acronym, just... Way to go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, Doesn't but speed I think anything up. Those two roles were the first that I could think of in a while that he wasn't like a cop and he wasn't like a bad guy. Because before that, he was either like cop or bad guy. And <laughs> he's not really was, a bad guy. He's just a bad guy. Yeah, so... He's a bad like, cop. He's got a trusting face. Yeah. He does. And he played... <laughs> he, That's true. He, he played it very trusting, where you... He, he was the most charismatic of the bad guy Terminators we've ever had. I mean, Arnold did it in his own way where right. he was charismatic, but he was charismatic in his non-charismatic way. Right. Like, so, the less character he had, the more charismatic and drawn to him well, and, as we as an audience were. Well, and, and why the twist would have been so amazing had we been all blind to it, because he's a very charismatic guy, and all the Terminators up to this point have had a coldness. Right. To where you could kind of you could kind of suss it out, but with him, you couldn't. So that's, well, a, yeah, that's a plus but, there. But that's also because he's part human almost in a way. Yeah. Like yeah, his personality he is a robot. Was more but, he, but he's selling that kind of otherness, which mm-hmm. yeah, that, yeah. That, that this hybrid role kind of requires a sense of otherness that you can't quite put your finger on. And he did a really good job selling the idea of maybe this is just the future. Maybe if you side with us, then the war is over because you're still alive. I'm still John Connor. I'm just yeah. John Connor plus. Yeah. Right. And you can be Kyle Reese plus, and then everything <laughs> will be okay ish. <laughs> And I, I like that he really sold that. Like, they had him really sell the idea that where if you think, like, he might, there is still a little John Connor in there. Like, they kept that part of him in order to make him more charismatic and believable because John Connor, as a character, is, like, that beacon of hope where everyone's like, I like that guy. Yep. That guy's fucking cool. I want to be with that guy. And they kept that personality trait as a Terminator, which makes him that much more terrifying because everyone loves him. I think, I think this is the first time we finally got to see what John Connor should have been. He was believable as, yeah. as John Connor, the legend. Throughout all the movies. Yeah, like, absolutely. Because, I mean, when you just kind of see him, like, in the as a T1 or T2, where you see, like, the future version of him, and he just kind of looks out in the distance and scowls, and then they just move <laughs> past it. Because, um, yeah. I mean, I think, uh, I mean, I, I love um, Eddie Furlong. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he did a great job as kid John Connor. But, I mean, there's nothing preset there. And I don't think I think Nick Stahl is a fantastic actor, and I think he did an okay job playing a very like beaten down John Connor. But so everyone's kind of played it differently. But this was the first time I actually saw the John Connor that I was promised back in the '80s yeah. with the first Terminator. The and kind I, of the revelation from the myth, because it seems like yeah, uh, the Christian Bale one is myth, the myth version. The, the one that Skynet fears is this monster of a dude. Yeah. But then you've got the real one. The, here's the real John Connor. He's actually nice. He yeah. Get, he's a go getter. He goes for it. He gets what he gets it done. And he's. Yeah. You don't want to cross him. Yeah. You don't want to let him down. But I think that's that's actually more of it. I, you don't want to let him down. He makes a character that you don't want to let down. It makes sense that he's the Which leader. Which is actually the yeah. best yeah. way to motivate an army. Yeah, and they, yeah. They, they nailed that. And I think Jason Clark nailed it. Yeah. 
How about uh, some of the other side characters? I love J.K. Simmons in this. Now, do I love J.K. Simmons in this, or do I just love J.K. Simmons? I think, I think it's just I love yeah. J.K. Simmons because <laughs> no, I love yeah. him in this. I never quite like. I yeah. got why he was in there. Well, True. I don't know why he's in there in the movie at all. But I know they that need I know another that... bald white guy. Yeah. <laughs> they needed they needed another comedic punch. Yeah, yeah. And, and he was he was the comedic relief little side character, I mean, and he yeah. did a great job. They cast the right. Was this dude the for first it. movie he had in theaters after Whiplash? I don't remember. Hmm. It might be. It's a very different, very, very different, different character. character. Yeah. I don't think they'd like each other. No. Uh, J.K. Simmons is another one of those actors like Jason Clark who's just unbelievably good in every role he's in. And I yeah. think he did a good job in this. I, I really, I, he was funny. He was exactly what he needed to be. Yeah. He didn't overstay his welcome by any means, which was smart for the movie. I like Jason Clark. Yeah. Not Jason. He, was, he was in J. the movie with about the maximum amount J. of time Simmons. he needed to be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If he had been in the movie more, he would have kind of taken out his welcome. Yeah, absolutely. You're like you're not really involved in the situation, man. You're just kind of the nice side guy who saw it coming. <laughs> yeah, he was kind of like a he replaced the therapist. Although the therapist was always a skeptic, but he kind of replaced that comedic value of the the yep. guy who kind of shows up and goes, uh, "Time travel." Hmm. <laughs> in character and hairline. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he kind of replaced Sarah Connor in the movie to be honest. In, in a way, like yeah. he's the one that said yeah. the robots are coming. Yeah. yeah. That was good. I like that parallel like he's the crazy one this time. Yeah. And I really loved Matt Smith and his dark villain role. Fuck, why I was there not more Matt Smith? I, more I want more Matt like Smith minutes. villain in the world. I want more Matt Smith period in the world. Yeah. Like I granted he was he had a bunch of that's seasons. Another, of that's another that's another problem is like they set up such an interesting twist in the beginning with him being a villain and like all this like explore this wait Skynet's now a person? Whoa, hold on. Like, there's, that's a pump the brakes moment. Try to figure out, like, hey, this is this is where mystery does not need to be. Yeah. Like, this isn't something you, you pushed off to the next movie you might never get. And that's get. totally what they did. And they and pushed off to the movie that we're maybe going to get. I hope and maybe we we're going to get a remake. Like, we're, we're not going to... It's maybe not be the direct sequel. Like, I really want the direct sequel just to see what Matt Smith does with that character. Because the very yeah. little he was in it... Fuck, you don't give me he a... He is such a fucking... Like underrated actor, like oh he's just a doctor. Like no, he's fucking. Oh, great. He commands the screen whenever he's he on does. it. He does. That know, guy has fucking presence. He would have been a great uh, fucking John Connor. Yeah, he would have been a really good John <laughs> Connor. Oh look, I have the same hair as Edward Furlong. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you don't you don't get a, you don't punch someone in the balls like that as the audience and be like just walk it off. It's cool. We're yeah. not gonna deal with it. Yeah, it, really, yeah, it was an unnecessary next time. That was the moment where I was like, wait, what? Like I I was kind of zoning out because they were doing that that nostalgia thing and then all of a sudden he does this thing it's like oh wait what oh we're back okay we're back yeah, that big opening he almost had my my quote for the movie with uh who are you i'm skynet yeah like fuck i'm like oh i want to see more of this because even like the early promo photos all were of matt smith like holding a gun he was in all the early promo stuff and then they just pulled him out of all of it uh, after they cut the movie damn as matt smith i'd be pissed i'd be like hey guys i was skynet uh, he's got <laughs> He's like, got a leading role in a movie coming out this year. Like he is the main guy in Patient Zero, which cool. would be that's a really big book series. So he's yeah. got something coming out. That'll so. be cool. I really I'm wish excited. they released more director's cuts of certain movies, so we actually got the full thing. Yeah, the thing is, the, the at home market, there's definitely an audience for it. People, yeah. if they yeah. like a movie, they just want more of it, and mm-hmm. they'll sit down for a four hour cut of this thing if they want to see it. I want to see the four hour cut of Jupiter Ascending that I know exists. Yeah, I would totally watch that. Yeah. And I mean, look at that, all everyone doing fan edits and all that kind of crap. Though. Oh, yeah, like, right. 
people's love of movies is higher than it's ever really been. Oh, yeah. There, yeah. There's definitely a market for those things. And they could just release it. Like, if Joss Whedon would recut Avengers Age of Ultron into the three-and-a-half-hour thing. I'd watch it. Re- I'd watch the shit out of Let it. Let me tell I you, the truth is, if he released the three-and-a-half hours of full footage, there would be a fan who would make an hour-and-40-minute version that was fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, I guess the big thing with that would be, like, special effects shots. Right. Yeah. They'd shit have to like do that. them all. Yeah. But the thing is, most of us can kind of go, I bet that would have been cool if it was finished. Whatever, yeah. keep going. I want the story. Because oh, mostly yeah. what we want is story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Story and character and, and dialogue. Bringing that yeah. back into this movie, I think that's what Alan Taylor and company really wanted to try, really tried, and I think mostly succeeded with doing, which was trying to tell a new Terminator story. Yeah. The low points in this movie were great. They were. and you this really is one got of the few, to know those characters. One of the very few movies that came out in 2015 that was willing to have characters have a conversation without things exploding around them. One of my favorite moments in the entire movie. It's so simple when they get to the little like hideaway place in San Francisco and you have Jai Courtney and Arnold doing the bullet thing where they're just filling casings. When and they start racing yeah, each other? Start, yeah, they start doing the little military pop pop. You're like, I got one done. Now I'm faster than yeah. you. And just watching there there's no dialogue it's just them looking at each other but there's dialogue in the eye contact because yeah. Jack Courtney's not that bad yeah <laughs> and then the, I told you and then you get the beautiful moment where you get the age and the evolution of the Terminator where he's banging his hand on the table and be yeah. like old but not obsolete and it's just like that right there it's a good moment that's a great moment in this movie. Yeah. This way you can't, I can never say that this is a bad film like a lot of people want to say because you have moments like that and there's more than one of them. Well, this movie is, I'll say this and then we can move into quotes when we can get out of this thing. <laughs> Unless there's something else people want to talk about. No. Um, but this movie did fall very, very severely victim to bandwagon hatred. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is a very horrible, horrible thing in nerd culture right now where it's like one person goes, I hate this and this other person goes, I hated that too and then suddenly it just explodes it's like high everyone, school yeah and it's really it's happening with the force like awakens s- right now it happened with this one it's happened it happened with jurassic world it's a lot of people going like i hate it it's like, like, there's nothing to hate i mean I, it's like we're I, sitting around the cafeteria and if, we're all bitching about our lives but the cafeteria is the internet and it's so like one full of, those, of millions of people see that's, that yeah. and that's the thing is like i don't hate this movie it's actually fine the like when it what it all boils down to is like I would probably never see this again. It's just, it's just fine. It did what it is. Oh, I'd watch it again. I, I, I'm totally watching. It. I would I like almost to watch it in me, one setting. Me, <laughs> yeah. What, what the like the bandwagon hate gets like? What they get wrong is that it's not bad. These movies aren't bad. They're very, they're very good for what they're doing. But for me, it's just like this isn't. You know, they're average to good, but they're disappointing they're to people because they have such high expectations. With yeah. a movie like Terminator Two in the franchise, they they want that well, again. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is like for well, that's the thing is like, I know I'm not, never gonna get we're never gonna get that again. No one not, can ever. James be, Cameron's never gonna direct another one. No. It, James yeah. Cameron can't make Terminator Two again ever again. No, no. but th- I don't think that's a problem. I don't think no. it's a problem. And that's but like so. It's also the, there's a, a a backlash to the back like like the, the effusive praise is also like no, it's not that. So it must be a, a terrible movie. It's like no, it's just. It's a good, solid movie. See, it's a solid, somebody, solid movie. Someone like me, who's been just... I've always been a Terminator fanboy. I love the Terminator universe. I love the characters. I love everything about it. For me, I love this movie because it actually was the first time since Terminator 2 where they actually made a film that felt like it fit in that universe and was fun. Because Terminator 3, I watch it and I enjoy it for what it is. But that's that's more of what I feel like the movies today are. There are movies to enjoy for what they are. Yeah. And Terminator 4, I will hopefully never really watch again because it's fucking horrible. Whereas this one, 
felt like the first legitimate sequel to Terminator 2 that we ever got. And mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it for what it was because of that. But with that, unless there's something on it, no. did I miss anything? Did we miss anything? I feel like we. Touched. I feel like we didn't shit on the movie as much as you expected to. I know. I was really, yeah. I was really afraid of walking into this going. No, I loved it. Uh, okay. Well, let's move on to quotes. Uh, oh shoot! I need to find out. I don't. Chewie, you have yours, right? I'm very yours. curious whether or not we have the exact same quote. Is it about dumb robots? Or time traveling robots? Yeah. Okay. Can uh, I I'm not gonna go with that one then. I, I had that one written down. Can I say mine then? Uh, yeah. Sure. All right. Just imagine it with J.K. Simmons' voice. Uh, goddamn time-traveling robots covering up their goddamn tracks. I knew it. <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> That's definitely the first one that I wrote down, too. I knew it. But I knew it. The one came up later in the movie that I uh, I had to write down, and it's not on its own a very good line, but the delivery is what makes it. Uh, they're in the truck, and Arnold has just broken them out uh, or gotten them out of the, the grasp of uh, John Connor, and they're talking about how to deal with him. And Kylo Reese, being the good guy he is, wants to save him. He said, isn't there some way to cure him? And uh, Arnold goes, negative. His body was replaced on a cellular level. There is no cure. <laughs> he, just, he cannot say the word cellular. <laughs> His body has been replaced on a cellular level. Uh, mine, I don't think anyone really picked up on this quote. I don't know why. I mentioned it to you last night, and you're like, I don't know who that was. Anyhow, so uh, John Connor has just revealed himself as I'm the bad guy and I'm going to take you all over and he's like Kyle you need to join me and he's like well and Kyle looks at him and he's like the answer is no and John Connor just kind of looks off and goes you hear that Kyle that's the dice roll and then starts attacking yeah him. I'm like that's badass he has really yeah. good lines he does like that was a really fucking cool action movie line like I really enjoy that we need more of those lines yeah like that was a fucking smart it's line. like why did we you know get rid of cool lines in action movies like guys you need to stop that because or bring it back yeah right. they're trying to be adorable like everything else in the world all right uh i had to figure out what what uh, a quote because i didn't have one coming in but uh, this one go. stuck out to me actually uh it, 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 yeah, i found it i, I just really liked uh, when arnold uh fell out of the back of the truck and landed face first in the car i was just like nice to see you i know <laughs> <laughs> right, i nice love to it. see you get out <laughs> They really exactly. melded the two Arnolds together because yeah. the whole movie had been saying "nice to see you." And yeah. then yep. He goes back to get out. Yeah, kind of bouncing off of that. I, I, there's a it's a moment which has a, just kind of a string in a row of funny things. Uh, I'm trying to teach him to blend in. Sarah Connor says, "Hello, Kyler Reese. It's nice to meet you." And then he smiles. Yeah. Is that moment when he says that? But then he's like, <laughs> that really weird. Like I'm, I'm smiling for a Sears catalog yeah. picture yeah. smile. Like the. Skynet did not program smile into my <laughs> no the same and smile it, from the police yeah lineup. yeah and it's that moment that just I was like okay there this movie does have a sense of humor it's, yeah. it's the pull it pulled me in I really hope Arnold didn't even have to practice that I really hope he just did that on set immediately oh, yeah. in one day oh, yeah. he's been faking that smile for a year <laughs> <laughs> review system is gonna be really broad this time oh, so God. it Brad. might be either easier movies or red, red. Literally. That was weird. That was <laughs> wow. We did, not come, we did not come up with that together beforehand. Broad City just got approved for two more seasons. Hooray! I'll not watch those either. Um, review system for today: <laughs> anything that involves time travel. Anything. All right, I'm gonna go first. Yep. Back to the Future Two. Okay. Not quite as good as the original. Still really good. Okay. <clears throat> I'm gonna go with Looper. All right. Uh, I'm going with Looper just because it's the only other movie recently that dealt with time travel in a somewhat like adult way. Of this is a thing that, if this were to happen, it'd be really fucking confusing. But you just have to deal with it and move on. And that's kind of what this movie <laughs> did. Deal with it, move on. It's All going right. to be confusing. We'll make it work. Oh, I got, I got mine. 
which I'll see if I can actually make it work. Good luck. Uh, <laughs> the dice roll episode of Community. Oh, I love nice. that. Yeah, that's a good one. It's one of my when, favorite episodes. You yeah. were, you liked T two or uh, Genesis a lot then. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Now oh. she feels like she doesn't. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take that back. I mean, Set yeah. the bar too high. <laughs> uh, X-Men well, Age of Apocalypse. No. <laughs> it's a, it is a great episode of Community. And this was a really good Terminator. It, just, it wasn't the Terminator I was going in to expect, per se. Because uh, I definitely wasn't expecting a time trial episode of Community when it happened. Uh, and it, actually, that episode of Community had almost every other version of Terminator. You had your super dark one. You had your really lighthearted one. You had your one where everything worked out. Which, this one's kind of the one that everything worked out. But did it? Dun, 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 dun. It probably did, because we're probably not getting a sequel. Don't say that. We <laughs> might. <laughs> Just uh, wait for China. 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 <laughs> and it's just... There's, they deal with the multiple timelines in that, in that episode of Community really well, where they hearken back to the core source moment, and then each one of them is very different, which this film actually deals with really well, because they have their core source moment, which actually is the future, mm-hmm. and everything behind it is very malleable, apparently. Is that the right word? Malleable. 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 Or pliable. Or, <laughs> yeah. I don't know pliable, whatever. Words. They, they both. <laughs> they both work. Good I'm luck smart. learning English if you don't speak English. <laughs> I'll uh, do the uh, the finale of the season five of Doctor Who. The, pen, the I think it's called the Pandora opens, where oh, it's, yeah. it's all that kind of that loop around, and it's got Matt Smith in it. Is that the end of your argument? Yep. Can I tell you that I was thinking about that episode a little bit, and the way it did did remind me, based off of our discussion, it did remind me of that episode. I love the way that episode reveals what's happened in the past as you go through the story in the future. So, like, did we really need to see that uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger came back to the '80s again, and then a slightly older Arnold was waiting for him, and then they, you know, went in the time traveled again, and then he helped him kill a a T-1000? Like, if we had seen all that. In the same structure that we saw that Doctor Who episode, this would have been a much stronger film. It could definitely use a re-edit. Fan edit. Yeah. yeah. But like it did have that kind of looping in on itself it, that yeah. The, yeah. the Pandora Opens does have. Yeah, which... was, that was a really good couple episodes. Um, I will go with uh, Turtles 3 because it's a film that oh! everyone shits on. Oh! But I like it. I like it. Oh. I liked it. I, I, it was it was blind fanboyism when I was a kid. I haven't seen yep. it since, but I, I liked it a lot do as a kid. Go, do you want to come enough. back home with us and rewatch and it? Watch I, have it on, I have it on VHS. I know. So what you're saying is you hated this movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe when I go back and rewatch Turtles 3 as an adult, I will come back and change my uh, opinion on that. But oh, that I, so as a kid, exciting. I loved it. <laughs> I tried to save Into Darkness for somebody, but you went Turtles 3. All right. Yeah, yeah. Oh God! <laughs> it's a franchise I loved, and I loved it as a kid. And I love Ninja Turtles, but yeah, that they is, did bring that in is, a lot of adorable Casey comedy in that You know, that's the only thing that's worse than the fucking Fox Kids TV show with the girl turtle, <laughs> Venus the Tola. Oh, hey, God. come on, boobs under shells totally happen. Yeah, that makes sense. Turtle boobs. Haven't you ever seen a female turtle? <laughs> <laughs> they scrape on the ground when they crawl. <laughs> that's, that's, why they're, that's why they're slower than yeah. males. Yeah. yeah, big breasted turtles have a rough life. <laughs> so that's one busty turtle. <laughs> I'm never invited back. I guess. Cowabunga. <laughs> so Boobyakasha. Boobyakasha. Next week Boob-yakasha. on the podcast, which brings this episode to a close. Uh, next week on the podcast, we are going to be doing. Uh, another movie from this summer that I thought 
was much better than people made it out to be. Although it made a shitload of money, people still kind of shit on it. Or at least people that I talked to. Maybe not as much. We'll what find movie out. is what it, Brian? <laughs> what uh, movie? I'm really just rambling now because I know it annoys Ryan. <laughs> now that you've revealed your weakness. Yeah, now, so every episode that you have me on in the future will be worse for having yeah. me. <laughs> I'll just cut all the rambling out. So next week, uh, we have Furious 7 coming up. And the week after that, we have our first battle of 2016, which will be a battle of musicals. It's going to be fabulous. It will be very fabulous. In our defense, we must sing it. <laughs> I actually debated on making people sing part of it, and then I thought and that'd be really like, annoying, and I wouldn't want to edit it. Yeah. Also, we, we want to keep our audience because <laughs> I'm not a singer. Yeah, I don't think I'd be like, I really like a little shop of horror. To tune where we all sound like Britney Spears. <laughs> How about everyone has to do their synopsis in a sing-song voice? Ooh, that might not be that bad. I'm going to do it all out of the King and I style, where I just do it in rhythm. I'm going to bring that T-Pain <laughs> microphone. <laughs> <laughs> thank God. <laughs> okay, so thank you to everyone for being on. Thank you to Tom for coming back for our first episode of the year. Yay. Um, You're would... first. Yeah, first. <laughs> All right, last. so bye. 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 <laughs>